Long time no talk. What is going on, you guys? Steven Milhausen here, content editor from The Zone News. It is Wednesday, December the 29th, 2021, and it's been a minute. It's all on me. This year has been nuts. And we'll go over all of that stuff tomorrow. But today, it's just a welcome back. Feels good to be back. It's been crazy. Oh my god, this travel schedule is the, the last quarter of the year, last four months of the year was just crazy. Culminating in Jake Paul's sensational sixth round knockout of Tyron Woodley. They've been home. Broke a little news. If you guys didn't see it, um, learn from a couple sources that the rematch. In terms of cable and satellite numbers, and the quote, the word everyone kept saying was bombed, considering how well the first show did. For cable and satellite, I was told under 65,000 buys, which is what AEW's full gear did in terms of cable and satellite numbers. Streaming numbers were not known, and this happened to... All I did is reported it, and it took on a life of its own, and seemed like the New York Post had something about it today, and some other big mainstream outlets, and I want to make one thing clear, and this is the, and the reading comprehension of others boggles my mind. I said, terrestrial, cable and satellite, I said nothing about streaming, because streaming was unknown, that's Showtime. Showtime's not... And I'm just being smart enough, Showtime's not going to give me those numbers. And I want people to understand that. It just gets a little, I get a little infuriated if you couldn't tell by the tone of my voice because that bothers me because it's my reputation. I'm putting it out, putting it out there. And I don't want to report those numbers. I want every fight to do well. You know, I've been getting getting criticized about, oh, you don't want to see other entities succeed, and that could not be farther from the truth. I want Gervonta Davis and Isaac Cruz to do two million buys. I want Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley to do three million buys. You know, I want Loma, I want Lomachenko and well, Crawford and Porter, I want that to do a couple million buys. You know, but they didn't. And it sucks. Because it doesn't help boxing. It doesn't. Um, you don't ever want to see low numbers. You want to see high numbers. You know, a reported $3.7 million gate for Tank Davis and Isaac Cruz. If that number is accurate and I'm waiting to hear from the California State Athletic Commission regarding final numbers, it's freaking fantastic. Well, the promotion should be jumping up for joy. That's a heck of a number. That's fantastic. 17,000 people inside the MLA arena for Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, too. That atmosphere was electric. The two most electric atmospheres I've been in all year were for Jake Paul fights. And I've had people like, oh, you hate Jake Paul. No, I, I freaking respect the shit. Out of the hustle of Jake Paul. I've wrote pieces that Jake Paul is good for boxing. Because he is. 
if in any if a semi half a semi competent person can't figure that out, I don't know what to tell you. Just don't want to see things how they are. We all want the, the sport to succeed. There's some that don't, and that's on them. Yes, I work for a rival, or what do you want to call it? I don't know, competitor, whatever bullshit you want to call it. I got friends all over the block. I got friends at Showtime. I got friends at Top Rank. You know, and I know people from the PBC side. Do I get warm and cozy, cozy feelings at some of these? No. But these entities are kind enough to let me attend their shows because we feel they're significant. And they're significant big fights. And Showtime was gracious in their time, giving us time with Jake Paul, time with Tyron Woodley, time with Amanda Serrano. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I'm going to report facts. I'm going to go off what I hear and from people I trust. So I seen some sites today. I'm eating dinner and I'm, I'm like, so I got like those alerts on my phone. If my name gets mentioned and it's like, come on, just get it right. So that's all you got to do. Just get it right. Be fair. Be fair. Just read. Read and see. Best I can say. But now that's been a lot of new followers, which is cool, I guess. Twitter hopefully sees they give me my blue check mark. Come on. But not it's not the, the point is to do my job accurately. I'm a reporter. There's no bias. We've seen some schmucks say that, and that's cool. That's I can sleep at night. Knowing if I ever got fired, I can go somewhere else. I respect all these entities, and I have good relationships with them, and they're gracious enough to give me time. You know, so I want to address that just kind of right off the bat. But it's been a heck of a time. I'm home. COVID-19 is ravaging the country. So everyone stay safe, stay healthy. Um, but, yeah, that was, you know, it's the big thing going on in the world right now. I've been home for nine days. Scheduled to be home for like another 10 days, so hopefully, I'm actually, yeah, 10 days. So, I'm having fun. It's nice to be home, work in my office. I don't have to worry about hopping on an airplane. I can get to chill out, relax, and we can get back to this podcast. And that's the goal for 2021. That is my plan. We got a couple good ones that we got a good one today, we got a good one tomorrow to end, and then to end 2021 as we get into 2022. Not really many big fights announced. Keith Bur- Keith Thurman, Mario Barrios, February 5th at, Ma- at Mandalay Bay. Fox Sports pay-per-view. You got New Year's Day. You got Luis Ortiz, Charles Martin. Fox Sports pay-per-view. Showing pay-per-views. I don't care who is sh- airing, streaming, whether it's on cables, at, cable and, whether it's terrestrial or streaming or digital, whatever you want to call it. It's too many. Way, way, way too many. Remember when they were so spaced out, it was, it always felt like a big event. Like Fury Wilder 3, big event. Canelo Plant, big event. UFC, oh, the last UFC. 268 and 269. God, those felt like massive events. Because you had bonkers main events. 
good cards top to bottom. But, you know, you're getting too many pay-per-views. And I have no problem with pay-per-view. I understand how the fighters have to get paid. But I think the fighters need to increase their, lower their demands a little bit. And the promoters got to put their foot down and be like, hey, we want to make money too. And that's understandable. I, I'm pro-fighter, and I totally get it. Fighters shouldn't be making the most money they possibly can. I think fighters are the most underpaid athletes. MMA and boxing. And pro wrestling. It's absurd how underpaid they are. Boggles my mind. Kind of scratch, I keep scratching my head about that. But well, we're never going to learn. Never really not. But it, 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 there's nothing you can do. And, you know, for everyone that forgets, how you find, how can, you're, I'm babbling my gums off here. People are wondering, how do you listen to the walkway to Fight Club? Simple, guys. Very, very simple. You just type in walkway to Fight Club on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Type in walkway to Fight Club. Hit that old subscribe button. Rate and review. We're back in the, I don't even know how. I even posted a podcast in a couple weeks. And, my brother in the UK, Germany, apparently because of this news, I'm sorry I'm taking it as I really don't know. It's kind of these last couple of days have been kind of a whirlwind in terms of talking to people. But that's where you can find the podcast. We got a good one today. We're talking to Frank Sanchez, co-headliner, coming up on Saturday night. As he faces late replacement Christian Hammer on Fox Sports pay-per-view from the seminal Hard Rock and Casino out in Hollywood, Florida. It's just there. It's a nice place. Pools are pretty cool. The whole area is pretty sick. That whole little area there. I do like it. I think it is pretty cool. So if you guys haven't been there, definitely check it out. They had some good stuff for the Jake Paul fight week over there. They had the press conference, the weigh-in. And uh, the media workout. So definitely a fun little venue if you're in the area. Make sure you guys go check that out. And watch this fight. It's a good fight. I'm off that night. Or I would normally be watching. But if I'm not working on a fight night, I'm not watching. This is kind of a, a rule I have. But talk to Frank Sanchez. Talk about a lot. Do a little joke story. Talk about watches. Which I thought was a, a, unique, <laughs> a unique conversation. We talk about his place in the heavyweight division. You know, he's one of those guys that's slowly rising. I think he's past the prospect label, label, but some don't think he is. Some think he's in the right position. If he feels with a loaded heavyweight division, if he can get a title shot in 2022. And some interesting thoughts about his training partner, Canelo Alvarez. I was floored of what Frank Sanchez said about Canelo Alvarez. So, but tired of me, tired of hearing me talk. Here is Frank Sanchez. Frank, how are you, sir? How are you? I'm, you know, Frank, I'm doing good. I'm based in Chicago, and it is not 10 degrees. It is 50 degrees in December, so I'm not complaining, my friend. Él dice que está en Chicago y que no hace 10 grados bajo cero, que en realidad está bastante lindo, así que le está yendo muy bien. Oh, see. Sí. <laughs> <laughs> Good to get you on the line, Frank, before the holidays, and it's greatly appreciated. And, you know, I was in Vegas in October. Big win in the co-main event over FA, and 
I thought a, a back and forth fight for a little bit, and then you pulled away. You know, as we got into the latter half of the fight, and what would you make of your performance back in October? Uh, de lo que fue tu performance, tu rendimiento en, en octubre? Él cree que la pelea estuvo pareja por un tiempito y después vos pisaste el acelerador y como que, que dominaste, ¿no? O sea, ¿cuál fue tu perspectiva de esa pelea? Bueno, mi perspectiva fue que pues, pues tener cuidado de su pegada, de su mano derecha y que no me conectara, pues ya las habilidades yo las tenía y yo sabía que, que, que iba a dominar bien el combate en todo momento. Y uh, así lo voy a hacer. Uh, yeah, you know, the biggest key for that fight was the fact that I had to be aware uh, of his straight right hand, where, you know, once I was able to, to get, get a gauge on that and, and kind of, you know, like uh, neutralize it, then, then I was able to, to do my thing and, like you said, pull away and be able to come out with the win. Was that, was that the biggest win? Of your career, you feel like because you've fought on some big undercards with Canelo, and but taking that aside, was this was that the biggest win so far for you? Bueno, vos has peleado en carteras preliminares de Canelo antes, pero crees que esta victoria de octubre fue la más importante de tu carrera hasta ahora? Sí, yo pienso que esta fue la la, la pelea más importante que, que he tenido y y la que me 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 va a abrir más puerta para para poder pe pe pelear, estar más cerca de pelear el título mundial. You're hitting the nail on the head, Steve. Uh, he, uh, he says that, yeah, absolutely. This was the, the most important uh, win of his career, mostly because he feels like this win is actually going to open doors for him in order to, to, do, to do what he truly wants to do, which is fight for a world title sometime next year. You know, in, in talking about that, it kind of leads into my next question. And, you know, Did you stay, Frank, watch the main event between Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder, or, or did you start the after party just a little bit early? Eh, bueno, te, cuando, después de tu pelea, ¿te quedaste a ver a Tyson Fury contra Wilder o te, o te fuiste ahí a, a que empiece la fiesta un poquito temprano? No, luego que terminé la pelea, pues me quedé mirando la pelea de Tyson Fury y Wilder. Obviamente tenía que mirarla. Uh, no, I stayed and watched that fight. I could, like, I, you know, there was no way I was going to miss that. What did, what did you make of the fight? Uh, what did he think about the fight? Yes, sir. What did you think about that fight? It was tremendous, right? Yes, it was tremendous. It was very aggressive. It was very aggressive. It was very good in the show that day with that fight. Pero pienso que no tuvieron mucha, mucha, mucha técnica ni nada. Ahí fue todo a la brutalidad. Uh, well, it was an amazing fight, something to behold in the fact that it was just sheer aggressiveness. They left technique aside and it was just pure brutality. So you couldn't have your eyes from it. What do, you, what do you take away from that fight that maybe you can use down the line if you meet Tyson Fury or if you meet Deontay Wilder. ¿Qué crees que, qué lecciones sacaste para tu provecho que dirías, uy, yo lo puedo aprovechar si en algún momento me toca Fury o si me toca Wilder? Bueno, en caso que me, me, me tocara Fury o Wilder, pues primeramente 
trabajarle la pues eh, no, no hay que se me peguen trabajarle la la, la la finta y seguir trabajando con mi con la velocidad que tengo entrar y salir y pues no quedarme parado estático porque esos son lo, lo, lo que la, la, la oportunidad que aprovechan para tirar todo el cuerpo pesado ese arriba de uno evitar uh, eso yeah well Steven what did what did Fury and Wilder do more than anything they embraced each other right it was very much fighting on the on the inside right what I, what I have to do is use my speed and use my ability to faint uh, you know to to not to faint to you know to just juke them and and get away from them I do, I do not want to get into those embraces if I if I do end up having to face fury and wild or and or wilder and then you know I have to be agile I have to be I have to be quick on my feet and and avoid those close encounters that they both were looking for them when they were fighting each other I know this goes away from what we're talking about, but there's a couple times when the camera has gone to you, Frank, and they've shown that really beautiful watch. Where can I get one of those? Because that watch is fantastic, sir. Él dice que tu reloj, que vio tu reloj y que es fantástico. Y quiere saber a dónde carajo lo puede comprar porque es genial. Sí, mi reloj. No, el reloj es Samsung. Es Samsung. ¿Están en qué? La reloj que tengo en el brazo. Sí. Aquí no es marca de Samsung. It's a Samsung. It's nothing like it's not like it's nothing fancy. It's a Samsung. Okay. Okay. I did not know that was a Samsung. My wife's got the women's version and it's a lot smaller. I'm gonna have maybe I'll go to Samsung. I'm usually in an Apple Watch type of guy, but I may have to convert to Samsung just for that big nice watch there. So I like it. Dice que la esposa tiene un Samsung, pero que es mucho más pequeño, que se va a ir a quejar a Samsung y decirles, hey, denme la versión buena, che. <laughs> you know, I saw something when I was watching the virtual presser, and I thought you said something so interesting, and I, and I wanted to piggyback on it, and I got the quote here a little bit. And you said that Carlos has been on your radar for a little while. You know, you're in one part of the heavyweight division and Carlos isn't really highly regarded yet at this point. Why was he on your radar for right now? Eh, bueno, eh, ¿por qué Carlos estuvo en tu, en, tu mira, en tu mira, en tu radar últimamente, considerando que quizás sus órbitas no se, no, no, no se esperaba que se crucen tan rápidamente? Carlos Negrón, eh, mi oponente. Sí, tu oponente, exactamente. Bueno, la verdad que, que pues, ya pues yo salí de una pelea recientemente, el mundo sabe, y, y me dieron hasta, me dieron para pelear, pues, con Carlos Negrón ahora, y, y dije, claro, claro que sí, entrar de nuevo a, a se dio la oportunidad de empezar de nuevo año, inicio de nuevo año, con, con peleando con Carlos Negrón, y, y pues, una oportunidad que, que, que me abre camino, al nuevo año y pienso que este año sea un año fructífero para para ser campeón mundial y obviamente acepté la pelea. It wasn't about Carlos himself as much as it was being offered a fight to start the year on New Year's Day and like I mentioned before, it's yet another door that can be opened in order to get to that path uh, to the world title. That's 
that's the most important thing, regardless of the opponent. I wanna, I wanna get to that world title. I'm gonna face whoever I have to face in order to achieve that goal. Two more questions, Frank, and thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And, you know, a lot has always been made, and I've been at cards where you've been on the Canelo Alvarez undercards. And I wanted just to know, you know, training with them is one thing, but, you know, and being around them and everything. But what has he meant for you just on a personal and professional level? Do you feel you would be at the stage you're at if it wasn't for Canelo Alvarez? Eh, bueno, eh, vos te has entrenado con Canelo, has peleado en peleas preliminares de Canelo. ¿Qué, ¿Qué significa Saúl Canelo Álvarez para vos a nivel profesional y también a nivel personal, ya que has forjado experiencia junto a él? Bueno, Saúl, desde que lo conocí personalmente, pues me, me he visto como una persona muy, muy seria, muy respetuosa con su, su deporte. Y y en, en las carteleras de que he estado tenido oportunidad de pelear con junto con él pues mm, me ha enseñado que en los entrenamientos que la seriedad es muy importante en el trabajo que tenemos de, 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 de la preparación y lo catalogo como una persona bien bien seria y bien y, y bien respetuosa con su con su trabajo Anello is and absolutely like stunning and not stunning serious and you know uh he's very serious and very respectful both with me and with his work ethic so the big the biggest lesson that i've that gotten from him is the fact that it doesn't matter whether you're training or you're inside the ring that you gotta be serious about your craft that you gotta follow it with passion that's that that's the main thing that i took away from from being around canelo someone that i appreciate a lot I have to ask you this because you're with him often. No, he's talking about going to cruiserweight, Frank. You know, and then you got everyone out there like, oh, maybe he'll go to heavyweight. How hard does he really hit? Can he, does he hit hard enough to compete at a cruiserweight, which is, the weight limit is 200 pounds? Uh, bueno, hoy el odia preguntarte esto porque sabe que, o sea, que vos lo querés a Canelo, pero... Eh, Canelo va a ir hacia, parece, parece que va a ir a, al peso crucero, ¿no? Entonces, uh -huh. la pregunta es que Canelo eh, tiene el poder suficiente para, para, para golpear en, esa, en, en ese peso que es máximo de 200 libras. Bueno, yo personalmente que he hecho sparring con, con Canelo, he boxeado con él, eh, soy partidario, soy de lo que digo, que tiene la pegada como heavyweight. Y siempre se, y se lo he dicho porque yo boxeo con él, lo siento, el poder que tiene en su brazo. Aparte que ha aprendido a boxear mucho, sabe boxear bastante, pero sí tiene buen poder. Y sí creo que, que en heavyweight puede ser campeón igual. Uh, look, I've sparred with Canelo. And I can tell you with the utmost confidence that Canelo has heavyweight power. And, you know, he can, he can handle cruiserweight. And in my opinion... He could be a, a heavyweight champion if he if he put his mind to it. Well, he may he may have to go through you, Frank. I don't think I don't know teammates fighting teammates, sir. Ojo, que quizás se tiene que enfrentar a vos cuando tengas tu cinturón, eh. Ah, pues bueno, aquí vamos a estar listos entonces. Well, I'm with this and. 
Is the goal, because you talked about right at the beginning, you're going to fight on January 1st, you know, and you, the goal is the title. Do you feel a title shot is realistic for 2022, just considering the landscape right now? Or do you think more towards the beginning of, right around the beginning of 2023 is more realistic? Well, sabemos que tu deseo es pelear por el título año que viene. Ahora, en términos realistas, ¿crees que es, que es probable que pelees por el título año que viene? ¿O es más realista apuntarle a principios de 2023? No, creo que, que, que es muy posible es muy posible que este año que, que, el, que este año el próximo año que ahora que este año que viene si, si pueda discutir el título mundial pues ya he, eh, ya me he visto en, en otro nivel pienso que estoy ya en, en, en el nivel de, 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 la, de la primera élite de de los peleadores, pienso que ya puedo enfrentarme este año a cualquier peleador de para discutir el título mundial. I don't see why it can't happen next year. I, I feel like, well, I know that I have made that leap, that quality leap into the elite level of heavyweight fighters. I'm ready to face absolutely anybody. And I think that the world title shot should be able to come sometime during 2022. He is in the co-main event against Carlos Negron coming up on New Year's Day. I'm loving the fact that we're getting some boxing on New Year's Day, January 1st, from the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino out in Hollywood, Florida. You can see that live on pay-per-view presented by Fox Sports. I'm looking forward to the pay-per-view. It's going to be fantastic. Headlined by Luis Ortiz and Charlo, Charles Martin. Frank, it's been a long time since we chatted, sir, so thank you so much for the time today. It means a lot. Have a Merry Christmas with your family. And I look forward to seeing you on New Year's Day. And the next time we talk, hopefully we're talking about you fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world. Eh, listo. Bueno, que muchas gracias por todo. Y que espera que la próxima vez eh, estén hablando de, de cómo vos sos el campeón del peso pesado. Ah, muchas gracias. Dile que muchas gracias. Uh, he says, thank you very much. All right, thank Steve, you. thank you very much. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. A huge thank you to Frank Sanchez. You can catch him in action in the culminating event of Luis Ortiz and Charles Martin this coming Saturday, New Year's Day, 8 p.m. Eastern, Fox Sports pay-per-view, Seminole Hard Rock and Casino out in Hollywood, Florida. First day of 2022, and we're we're getting fights. There's nothing better than that. Big thank you to Frank Sanchez. Big thank you. To Swanson Communications, my boy Andrew Roberts and the PBC. It is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. It does mean a lot. And man, Frank Sanchez floored me. Canelo Alvarez, heavyweight. GTFOH, get the fuck out of here. Hey, pound for pound, the best fighter in the world today. If he gets past Makabu, if Makabu wins on January 29th, sure. Keep hearing about Usyk. Hey, I'm down for Canelo Alvarez going to have you. Why not? Another one with testing your limits. At least he's willing to do that while other people avoid, duck and dodge, or just feel the, the easiest path with the least resistance. <coughs> Aerosmith. But we're not. <laughs> I think he's deathly afraid of losing that O to Terrence Crawford, but that is from here nor there. 
But a big thank you to Frank Sanchez. Big thank you to the PBC for their time. I think I'd love to see that in the future. I hope it happens. Will it? I don't know. Maybe not in 2022, but I can see in 2023, 2024. Why not? But coming up for tomorrow. Oh, we got a banger. Banger. And talk, talk to him a lot this year. So it was when I was asked to interview him, I actually had to think about it for a second. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I love Drew McIntyre. Well, it was good to, good to catch up with Drew McIntyre, who, like boxing, there is, a, there is an event on Saturday. WWE presents the first ever day one from the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. You can catch it on Peacock here in the United States and on the WWE Network everywhere else across the world. If you don't like streaming, don't want it on Peacock, it is on Terrestrial Pay-Per-View. Check your cable and satellite providers. Talked about everything. Talked about his 2021. His time so far on SmackDown. Did he buy the cowboy boots since he moved to Nashville? Comments on Jeff Hardy. And the situation that led to Jeff Hardy being released recently. And we talked about his match a little bit with Madcap Moss. And and we even somehow, I somehow sprinkled in some Jake Paul conversation. Loved it. I love the fact that I was able to somehow integrate Jake Paul into my conversation. But a big thank you to Drew McIntyre and a thank you to WWE. Don't forget, if you want to hear this podcast, want to hear the interview tomorrow with Drew McIntyre, it's simple, guys. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club, subscribe. Then you rate, give us a kind review. Rate us five stars, leave a kind review so we can shoot up in these rankings. We're back, bigger, better, stronger than ever. I'm tired. I'm going to get this podcast up, and then I'm going to go get some rest. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at SMuehlhausenJR. That's S-M-U-E-H-L-H-A-U-S-E-N-J-R. Get my numbers up so we can get verified here, guys. Need it. Need it done. But thank you to everyone so much. Big thank you to Frank Sanchez. The best of luck to him against Christian Hammer coming up on Saturday night. This is Stephen Mielhausen, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Mwah.